All right. This is Joel Francis, live from Eva Beach, Hawaii. It's the first Joel Francis podcast episode entitled Fake It Till You Make It. I hope today's episode is full of bad advice and that my voice will stick with you for the rest of the day. Don't tell me I did not warn you before we continue. So, folks, thank you for joining me today live. I do have to apologize, and I sincerely somewhat feel bad, but I missed last week's episode. I was doing some medical procedures with with neuro, and it is for the medical outprocessing I am doing as I am being separated from the military, medically retired. If anyone has done the neuropsych test that tests for traumatic brain injury or a number of other brain issues, it is exhausting. Hours and hours of simple mathematics and memorizing short phrases gets exhausting. And when I came home last week prior to going live, I wanted to take a 10-minute nap for the evening. So all that hype and no show. But here I am today, and I think that the neuropsych tests were very difficult because they were complex, and I am a simple man. I need simple things. I've always been black and white for most of my life, and I do not operate well in gray area. But I don't feel bad because I feel that most men are simple. It's not much that goes on up there. We have our likes and dislikes, and that's about it. Opposed to women who are extremely complex. One reason why I uh, sometimes have no idea what's going on with my wife. But because I'm so simple, sometimes I create methods to handle the issues in my life in simple manners. And today, I guess I will share with you my relationship advice for free. Uh, It's simple advice, but I believe that if you learn this one thing, everything can be fixed. I have this idea that Once you find out how to fix something, you can execute it and fix it. So here's my relationship theory on how to ensure you can get through the the hard times and better the times with your significant other. I tend to look at men and women like an individual extension cord and What you have to do is plug in your partner's extension cord. And once you plug it in, it is great. Now, for women, a man being simple, plugging in that extension cord is easy. We get turned on very easily. And most of the time, if we are disgruntled, unhappy, argumentative, It is because of one of three things or a combination of three things. Either we are tired, hungry, or horny. So all the woman has to do is figure out where to plug that man in. Either feed him, put him to bed, or have sex with him. And normally, one or a combination of some will... Fix whatever's going on with your man, and they will become once again the desire of your life when you were dating. Now, men, women are not that simple. However, I think once you learn the process, it can be simple. See, a man's extension cord is easy to plug in. It's got plenty in length. Going into that food plug is pretty simple. The sleep plug is pretty simple. And the sex plug can happen 
at any time for a man. A woman's extension cord has millions of plugs, men, and you just have to find which plug it goes into. And a woman's extension cord is tangled, and and for men, if you've ever untangled an extension cord, it normally involves vulgarities, throwing and tossing, and eventually plugging the damn thing in with knots running all the way through, especially if you've not maintained that extension cord for a while. So the requirement of a woman is to Take the time to untangle that extension cord. See, a woman wants a man without the vulgarities and the tossing and throwing to simply untangle her. It might take days, hours, or years. But once you untangle her, I believe the length of that extension cord will tell you where it needs to be plugged in, whether it needs to be plugged in on the in-laws of 1997 and that moment the in-law made that comment to your wife or the time you didn't do dishes three years ago and have failed to apologize either way men my advice is to simply take that time to untangle the extension cord so there you go the fix to your relationships. You're welcome. Normally after this type of advice, I should be done. Throw down the mic, but I will continue. I am a simple man, and this is why I thought it prudent to call the first episode Fake It Until You Make It. Not because it describes what you normally think of about faking it till you make it. I look at it probably in the exact opposite manner. Today, it's too easy to fake everything, and it's almost a requirement. You know, I just feel sorry for teenagers, young adults nowadays. Unfortunately, I cannot claim to be a young adult. However, I feel like it. Though, when I was a teenager, I only had to maintain one identity. Now, that was very difficult when I was a teenager as I was a late bloomer. I weighed around 109 pounds, close to six foot, awkward, shy in high school. And yes, it was very hard to maintain identity to get myself through the day. But one thing I did not have to worry about is an identity online. I did not have to worry about the fake book and the tweeters and the Instagrams. And I'm glad I didn't because I don't know if I could have handled it. And I probably would have been terrible at it. Actually, I'm terrible at it now. So kudos to you teenagers who are able to maintain all these identities. But I think there's one thing the interwebs have forced people to do. One, it's extended your relationships. Again, in high school, I only had to worry about those in class and in my neighborhood. And there may have been one or two bullies who did not like me, but I got along with the rest of the 12 of them. And I had to deal with the same people for all the way through college because I stayed in Dayton the entire time. Those may have different experiences if they move around with the military, but for the most part, before social media, you had a limited group of people that you had to entertain and therefore had to promote your identity with. Now with the interwebs, children are forced to deal with their images being broadcast worldwide. And how exhausting could that be, and is it, to maintain an identity through different cultures across the world with people you don't know, however, potentially could have an impact with your life with one tweet or Twitter. And we've seen that time. 
But what Facebook and all of these other social media sites, I believe, have done is forcing you to fake your identity. Normally, it's one of two extremes. The first extreme is life is perfect. My pictures are perfect. My selfies are the one out of 30 that I have picked that is perfect. My vacation is perfect. My relationship is perfect. Or you may see the other extreme of my life sucks. Everything is terrible. No one is for me. My job sucks. Academy. And none really promote your true self, which for most people is an ups and downs of these things. An ups of happiness and perfectness and downs of hardship and sorrow. But you can't promote that on Facebook. No, you won't get as many likes. You won't get the attention on Facebook that you so desire differently. That that concept is destroying our ability to personally better ourselves. That the human attention is so limited when we require to put our attention to the multiple topics of the day, whether it be the news, Hollywood, or anything put out on Facebook. You do not have the time to focus internally on yourself. So we will discuss later in the show my thoughts on fake it until you make it. And once again, like my relationship advice, this will be a one-all that will fix everything, period, in your life. I am very slow to learn and very hard-headed, just ask my wife. But we will talk about that in a moment. So first, let's go to the news. We'll start with local news here in Oahu as we continue to live under tyranny of Governor Ige. Yes, most people think and forget about the things going on in Hawaii because we have the beaches and the palm trees, and it is paradise. However, we still live under tyranny over a pandemic that is over. We are forced to wear masks indoors, and if you are unvaccinated, you cannot go see movies or eat in restaurants unless you get a test. Testing here is not free, so it will cost you a few hundred dollars to get into a restaurant. I don't see many people outraged over this. Every once in a while, I'll see banners up on overpasses. However, us Hawaiians just sit in the tyranny. Children are required to wear their face diapers the entirety of the day of their school, as well as most are boxed in with plexiglass around their dresses. I believe, sure, if you're a parent and you want to send your child to school with a face diaper, go ahead. But other parents, we should have the decision because science has shown, if you follow the science, that face masks do absolutely nothing to stop the COVID spread. It's almost undeniable at this point. And those who strive to push it on others use it as virtual signaling because it has nothing to do with keeping these children safe. And actually, there's evidence that these children, if you don't wash these face masks, can make them sicker and that the plexiglass keeps still, still air around their desks that also could make them sick with other things other than COVID. But the biggest thing that bothers me when I drive home or I'm going to work is I see children going to school on their bikes or walking to school 
they're a few blocks out, and they are wearing their face masks. And some of these children riding their bikes are not close to any other children or walking are not close to any children. And I say that parents have failed them completely. Now, if you want to stick to the requirement of forcing your child to wear that face diaper in school, okay. But telling your child when they're active, whether riding a bike or walking outdoors in Hawaii as the wind blows, to wear a face mask, to me, is ridiculous and stop doing it. Your children deserve better, and studies have already shown that there are psychological problems that these children are having as they go through these years of being locked behind plexiglass, a mask. Imagine, again, being a teenager in this time to where your identity is hidden behind a mask. It's one easy way, I think, to shield these teenagers from the reality of communicating in high school. If I could have worn a mask in high school, I could have shielded my skinny, pimple-ridden face. But I would never have to dealt with the social interaction that I think made me better as the bullies made fun of me. Yes, I think being bullied actually made me a better human being. In other news here in Hawaii, most have heard of these Red Hill tank leaks, the fuel leaks from the Navy. This will wrap up real good into the fake it until you make it. The one thing the military sometimes has a problem with is being truthful with things. Bad news does not get better with time. And what I've found in the military is you want to promote that everything is good and perfect as you are fixing the bad stuff in the background. Oh, yeah, that's called pushing it under the rug. Well, this problem has been here for many years, and it is starting to really piss off the locals, which I think is appropriate. The Navy's handling of this has been horrendous, and the likelihood that – the other water supplies to the island by these leaks is highly potential. And so the locals will more than likely be dealing with this for a long time. And the Navy along with the Hawaiian government, will have to figure out how much money to spend to fix this, which will be enormous as the massive amount of fuel storage here, moving them and relocating them is going to be a huge task. The Omicron virus has been found on Hawaii, so... Those who live here or are coming here do not expect these restrictions to lift. Once the tyranny is in place, I don't think we'll ever be released here. You know, I am Catholic, and I despise going to the Catholic Church and being told before every Sunday that I must wear my mask, but also I cannot sing I'm forced to sit six feet away from everyone, face diaper on, and told I cannot sing. Well, I'm sorry to those who go to my church. I've been singing. And the other day, as the priest said, things are changing and going back to normal next week. You will be allowed to sing. Well, I don't believe you could have ever taken my right to sing in church, and I find it pathetic that I still have to wear my mask and that we are terrified of these viruses in, I believe, Hawaii, 70% of people are double stabbed, vaccinated. And we know now that the viruses can still pass through the vaccinated, but likelihood of death, really those with major medical conditions. On the national news, 
it looks like New Zealand's Prime Minister has given an early Christmas present as she announced that newly relaxed COVID-19 restrictions based on a traffic light system allows for orgies up to 25 people. Yes, it is ridiculous across the world as the tyranny continues now in New Zealand you can have orgies up to 25 people. I wonder what it was before. Was it three people or two people, which then I don't think is defined as an orgy, but a menage a trois, trio. I'm not sure. However, there you go. Those from New Zealand have at it. Now, Australia has been having a hard time, but it has finally lift, lifted its lockdowns for people with a 2G pass, meaning they are vaccinated against COVID-19 or recently recovered from the illness. People without the certificate are only allowed to leave their homes to go to work or for other essential purposes. There is an 11 p.m. curfew for restaurants and an FFP2 mask is required on public transport and indoor spaces. So good on you. Continue to protest Australians as it seems to have some effect on the government tyranny locking you down. I think that is a good example, Australia, as being a good example of what needs to happen in some of these states like Australia, excuse me, like Hawaii. We need people to stand up and potentially Eventually, Governor Ige will back down on some of these mandates as they only continue to hurt the economy and people alike. Also, did see a note about Elon Musk. Yes, here it is. Time Magazine picks Elon Musk as Person of the Year. I find it interesting. One thing Elon Musk said on a Joe Rogan podcast a while back was that humans are already machine-human symbiotes. We are already cyborgs. We have a iPhone or phone that is attached to the Internet to our hands. We have access to the most information that any human being has ever been able to access right at our fingertips. The only difference is soon when they put the phone inside and attach it to your brain, it'll be fully complete, which I think is the intent of Elon Musk. But yes, you are already a human machine symbiote you know I had to give some advice the other day and the advice I gave to this individual was that when they get home put your cell phone in a bag or a box and leave it there now for some of us in the military you may require to be on call some jobs may require you to be on call but most You don't need your cell phone on you all the time. And I would impress upon you, if you try this, when you come home, put your – I don't do this because I'm terrible at it, but I should. Uh, I am normally the number one offender of my own advice, but put your cell phone in a – when you get home and don't touch it till the next morning and see how your relationships end up. You're single. See how your time will open up. And you may actually do the things that you've been wanting to do, like play the guitar or work out. Everything is vying for your attention. Most of it comes to your phone, but we see it all the time. So that's all for the news. And now... 
away products like a pillow or a nice hand cream that I use, and I would be offering you a 10% discount. However, since no one knows who I am, I am not advertising anything. But I will take this time to advertise my book. Yes, to be released in spring 2022, it is called the Two Trio MD, which stands for the Two Trio Method. This is an answer to life as we know it, or at least how to handle life as we know it. I give you a simple method, no need for psychologists, life coaches, doctors telling you how to do things anymore. This book will answer. So it's release. It is called Two Trio MD to be released in the spring. And yes, I will give you a 10% discount for listening to this and putting in a promo code. Okay. Now to what you've been waiting for. Let's talk about fake it till you make it. I'll refer back to the gussing about spouses and perceptualizing them as extension cords. It's not easy to unwind a woman. And sometimes as a man, you don't want to. And I'm speaking for myself here also. What I mean by fake it to your make it is at the time that you realize you must unwind your wife and that this might take a long, long time. And inside your brain, you are telling yourself, why can't I just feed her, put her to bed, and have sex with her, and life will be great. Time is coming to your head. You need to fake it. You need to fake enjoying unwinding your wife. Yes, when I describe fake it or make it, I believe it as more internal, as an introspection rather than extraspection on things outside yourself. I think the faking to your make it outside yourself is where we get into trouble. Faking our identities, our true selves, but internally ourselves, faking it can make fixing things rather easy. Same for the wife. If you feel that there should be more than just food, sleep, and sex, well, as that little voice in your head says, why can't he feel anything? And why is he such a grunt that he only thinks about food, sleep, and sex. Well, fake it. Act as if you enjoy your husband being so simple. So faking it till you make it is more of an internal perspective, a focus on yourself. And yourself defined as three things, your body, your mind, and your spirit. Our body Lots of things vile for our attention of our bodies. We are nowadays forced to ensure we are in some sort of physical status. But the majority of us want to be healthy. And on the Facebook and the Twitter, we need to ensure that we look healthy. And as I live in Hawaii, it is even more important because we are forced to go on the beach. You cannot fake healthiness. And if that is something you struggle with, one thing you can fake, enjoyment of being healthy. Now, I will tell a story that I've used this concept in my life that is 
really propelled me to some of the success that I believe I've had to this day. When I joined the military, my desire, I had this romantic idea of an officer, an officer and a gentleman type. And I desired to become an infantry officer and to serve and lead soldiers in the infantry. When I was coming out of officer candidate school and I received my branch, and on that branch paper it said air defense artillery, I was devastated. And normally at this time you can switch branches with your fellow officers, and which I desperately tried to do, but no one wanted air defense artillery. So I went off to school to learn about my field. At this time, I had a three-year commitment to the Army, and I told myself I would get out immediately. Why? Well, I totally sucked air defense artillery. As a second lieutenant, not only did I suck, I hated it. I despised it. I failed constantly at certifying on the weapon system, which is extremely important because an uncertified officer in air defense artillery is useless to the command as you cannot deploy and defend against enemy threats. And during that time, I remember there were some senior first lieutenants, young captains, who seemed to enjoy air defense, and they were actually good at it. And this confused me. I thought to myself, well, the reason these people are successful is because they understand the weapon system. It's complex. They did their homework. So what did I do because I was tired of failing and losing and being a terrible officer? Not on the leadership part. I was always good on leadership, but for ADA, it's very important that you can operate the weapon system. I studied and studied and studied and became smart, still hated it, and so I continued to fail. So something clicked in me. Those people I view who are successful, they seem to like ADA. So one day I woke up and I decided I'm going to lie to myself today. And I'm going to tell myself I love this shit. said I love it. I was a little overboard, and I had to be. It was a hard pill to swallow. But I fake loving my job. And what happened? Well, I became successful, very successful. One of the top tacticians in air defense and eventually graduating the Patriot Top Gun course and going on to be a very successful leader and commander of fire unit. I faked it until I made it. I did not fake being a good ADA officer because that was nearly impossible for me. What I did fake is my mindset. So let's return to the self, the body. A lot of people struggle with their image of the body. Some people don't. Everyone has different struggles. I myself am fine with my pot belly and the extra 15 pounds of weight. Only until my wife tells me that I am not my young stud self. And that I know my body does not turn her on like it used to. Then I have to say, well, I have to do something about it. And I'll give you an example. M&Ms. M&Ms are my arch enemy when it comes to healthiness. M&Ms in my house. And my wife has to hide them. I will find them and I will eat all of them without regard to consequences, right? And the consequences are I am not losing the weight. So I haven't done this yet, but it's a simple answer. Lie to myself. I hate M&Ms. 
and then I will not eat M&Ms. I think it's a very simple thing for us to do. We just have a very difficult time doing. When I was a smoker, I was always trying to quit. I am still a once a smoker, always a smoker, lifelong. But I did quit smoking years back. But a while back, in an effort, because I was failing on quitting smoking, I went and paid for a hypnotist to hypnotize me. I didn't read the fine print very well because the hypnotism session was a two-for-one. It was for obese individuals and for smokers. Now, at the time, I wasn't obese. I really didn't have a problem with that, but I had a problem with smoking. And I don't remember much about the hypnotism other than count slowly back from three. You're getting tired. And when I was under this man's voice control, I remember him painting a picture in my mind. He said, there is a terrible thing, rat, sitting in your lap, putrid. It smells terrible. And the rat has terrible teeth. And you go to pick up that rat pull up its tail and you face it towards your mouth. You bring that rat anus to your mouth and kiss it. <clears throat> it still gets to me. Why this man would paint this picture in my head. I understand now what he was trying to do is every time I pick up a cigarette, I imagine kissing a rat's ass and it worked but also as I drove out of there after the session I remember driving past a McDonald's and almost puking in my car I cannot remember what he said about obesity but I'm sure it was just as vile now the one thing about hypnotism and he told us this is you have to revisit and strengthen that image you know once a week for a few months so that it, it sticks. Well, I wasn't about to think or imagine kissing a rat's ass every week just so I could stop smoking. So that did not help. However, what I did learn is that the way I did quit smoking is to say to myself, I don't like smoking. Lie to myself. It actually worked. So how to apply this fake it to your make it in struggles with the body is to find out if there are things you want to change or things you want to do. Lie to yourself that you either enjoy doing it or that you don't enjoy doing it. It's a start. Taking the weight off takes some time. I know when I lose weight, it takes effort to maintain a diet, to work out, and do something every day. But that's difficult. What's not difficult is the first step, telling yourself, I enjoy working out, as opposed to letting your mind tell you how embarrassing it is that you can't lift weights and how you look in the mirror at the gym. Some of you, it's not embarrassing, but for me, it's rather pathetic, right? But I do stare at myself in the mirror and act as if I am that bodybuilder. Might uh, turn some people off in the gym. Okay. The mind. It's a part of the self. This is one thing a lot of people fail to consider. The attention for our mind, body, is spread across all things, work, relationships, churches, interwebs. Most of us rarely have time to take care of our mind. How do we take care of our mind? Well, spend time feeding it, right? Reading, learning music, 
another language. These are things that are difficult for some. Well, what I've found is fake it till you make it. For example, I had a hard time reading and a while back, and I told myself the only way I will learn, and I had lots of books that I wanted to finish, is to tell myself I like to read. And I did. And I also told myself I like to speed read. And lo and behold, I was able to learn how to speed read. And now I can read and feed my mind by lying to myself. It's a concept that I have used to help better my mind. You know, for those of us who are in the military or prior service, the mind is very important to take care of. Whether you were forward deployed in combat or service support or just a soldier in garrison, the things that you're required to do in the military, for some reason, are so much more intense than the civilian side. Everything in the military is elevated thousands of times, and they become very stressful on the mind, and you have to learn how to cope. And a lot of times, your attention is elsewhere. For those of us in the military, we have to learn how to take care of our minds. And it's a difficult task, but again, if you find yourself struggling in feeding your mind positivity, to learn how to cope with the stress, you could start with lying to yourself. Saying, one, I can handle it, but two, I can and I like and I enjoy positively feeding my mind. And for many, those are different things. For me, actually, being alone and just thinking feeds my mind, but finding time to do that is very difficult. Now, the other part of the self is the spirit. Now, I am Catholic, and so I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe the one Catholic church. But sometimes I fail at feeding that part of my life. I skip church. I fail to read scripture. I fail to pray. And a lot of times, because, for example, I don't like church. When I go to church, especially now, mainly now, what occupies my mind is the face diapers cannot sing and the fact that I cannot sit where I want to sit. And I don't like that. And the only way... I can go to church, just lie to myself and say, I enjoy singing through a face diaper at Mass. But I think it's important because I think Mass is important on a weekly basis. If I were to listen to myself without lying to myself, and it happens multiple times, I would not go. Feed the spiritual side of yourself, whether you believe in a God or not. There's a part of yourself that needs spiritual feeding, whether it be yoga, meditation. It's that thing inside yourself that is eternal. Feeding this sometimes is not easy. Sometimes we do not even believe it's there. 
So the best way I could say is if you don't believe or you don't want to go to church or read scripture or pray fake that you like it. Now, I promise the benefits of this will be astounding because this small step of faking it will result in true change. If you've ever heard the concept that you smile and you are happy, well, this is the same concept that if you put your attention on something that's positive in that area of yourself, it will be positive. When I was a leader in Korea, Korea is a hard place to be deployed. There's a saying that you don't leave – if you leave Korea with your marriage and your rank, you've done well. Well, luckily I was able to do that. But one thing I told my soldiers who were walking around, and I saw them. If a soldier ever looked morose with their head down, I would say, hey, soldier. I would force it upon them whether they liked it or not. If you were in our formation, I would force you to say, head up and chest out. Fake it. Because that head up and chest out eventually will bring pride, unity within the unit, but more importantly, yourself. So we've only got a few minutes left here, and... I hope the concept, I hope I described it well. If not, we can go into further detail. But right now, I'm going to open up the callers. We've got about 20 minutes. So I will put out the phone number here in a second. We're going to take a short break, and then I will open up to callers. All right, thank you for staying on hold with me. We'll take your calls in one moment. I just want to remind you that I do not have a 10-second delay, so everything you say on these calls are out there in the netherworld forever. But I appreciate you calling in, and we will go to our first caller. Please tell me your name and where you are from. All right, hello. You are live on the Joel Francis Podcast. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? I also want to remind you, this is the first time for me taking live callers, so if there's any technical difficulties, I promise you it's on my end. All right, do you hear me? Okay, if you do come in, All right, do you hear me? Hello, you are on the Joel Francis podcast. It seems as if I do not know what I'm doing, but if they're on the phone, hear me or can call me back, please do so. Okay, well, Mom and Dad, this is not the time for you to call in, as I know that you may be the only ones listening, and I truly appreciate it. And for others out there, the number to call in is 319-527-6207. Again, that's 319-527-6207. Caller, just please call back. Uh, I hope to connect you when you get on either you were talking and I'm talking over you and I can't hear you, or I was unable to get you into the connection. I want to pass an invite to those listening, and you can pass on to those who are not, but I would like to pass the invite for guests to come on my podcast on future shows. One part of my podcast that I want to pay 
lots of time and tribute to. Okay, let's see if I can get this caller on the line. Hello, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Yeah, hey, Joel, it's Frank. Hey, Frank. Oh, my goodness. And uh, (laughs) tell people uh, where you're calling from. I'm calling from Portland, uh, Oregon. So I just thought I'd call in. I was listening to your podcast. I think it's uh, interesting. Um, the uh, No, tell, um, me, tell me basically what you really think, Frank. I can take it. <laughs> what, I really, what I really think? No, I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was interesting. I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's your first podcast, and, you know, I think uh, things will things will smooth out, you know, as time goes on. But um, the uh, the messages uh, that you talked about, I think, are interesting and have uh, a lot of relevance. Um, you know, particularly, you know, the if if you don't if you're not good at something or don't want to do something, you know, lie to yourself. You know, it's basically a mind over matter type of thing. Yeah. Well, one, I I appreciate and I can read through the lines that. Uh, hopefully I'll get better in future podcasts. Um, but I know you very well, and I think uh, that's been something that, especially in our military career through some of the struggles, uh, that is probably the only reason I stayed in was to at times when I wanted to jump ship to tell myself that I enjoyed it, even though I may not have at the moment. Uh, luckily, those Uh, and you know this, in the military, we only have to deal with a certain job or a certain commander or a certain leader for uh, a number of years, if that, before we move on to something new. But as you've moved on to the civilian world, I assume that's a little different. Yeah, well, I mean, um, you still have mobility, but um, uh, not quite the same sense of security. Um, <laughs> so it's got its good points and its bad points, just like anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, but you know, the, the, you know, the fake it until you make it, you know, lie to yourself thing. Uh, that's something that, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I was telling uh, my kid recently, you know, people who lose their temper tempers, and and try to get in fights and stuff like that those are actually weak people you know i mean that's the easy thing to do um you know when you get upset uh real tough people um are able to keep control of their mind and make them do things that they don't want to do um like keep their composure um you know i another example is you know i'm currently on uh uh, a very hard, strict diet right now, trying to lose a couple extra pounds, and uh, there's nothing fun about that. So I have to tell myself that I like eating hard-boiled eggs for lunch every day. <laughs> well, I that's the old adage of the quiet guy is the one you don't mess with, right? That the self-control <laughs> yeah. Probably the one that can mess you up the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway. Well, good, Frank. So, I appreciate you calling in, and you make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside every time I listen to your voice. Maybe you can uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good talking with can... you, Joel. Well, thank you for calling in and uh, being the first caller to my podcast and I appreciate it. Yeah, no it. problem. Yeah, no All problem. All right, Frank. Take, hey, care. take it easy. Take guys. care. All right, bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think I fixed it. And so if you called in originally and I totally screwed up, you know, as I have failed completely at live broadcasting, I'm learning here that dead air is the worst part of any live show, and I have had plenty of dead ear air this podcast, and I promise that next time, hopefully, I will fix that. And if you've hung in with me thus far, I truly appreciate it, and I thank you. 
Again, the number is 319-527-6207. I think Frank had a very good point that those with self-control normally are the ones who are able to maintain control of their situations and potentially, maybe, those are the ones who are able to quickly, in their mind, fake it till they make it. I think I've just touched on a sense of genius there. I wanted to put out there that if you want to be a guest on this show, please email me at joelfrancis.podcast at outlook.com or Facebook me at Joel Francis Podcast. I would like to take guests on future episodes to tell me about their lives in detail. The one reason I called this podcast Marriage with Truth and Neighbors is that not only do I want the truth, not only from my mouth, but hopefully from your mouths, what you believe to be true, because I think that's important in search of that. It also, I think more than ever, we are isolated in our own cocoons. Our hands are outstretched, again, on the interwebs. But the loneliness of extending ourselves across the world on Facebook and Instagram, and the isolation that, depending on where you live, has been forced upon you, a lot of people have stopped talking to each other person to person. Now, I remember having large communities, especially when I was in Dayton, Ohio, and I did not move around a lot. I had a large community. Many people that we could talk, I could talk to, the families could talk to, friends, tours. And as I've moved around the military, each location, I found some groups. But over the past year, I found that that sense of community has been stripped away from me in so many ways. And I see that probably is part of most people's lives at this point is you've been isolated more than normal against communities. Now, I do know my neighbors, but I am not. I know them by name and by sight, but I couldn't tell you what their team was or their favorite flavor of ice cream or any story from them that happened to them 20 years ago or jobs that they have worked or hardships they've went through. And what I would like to hopefully do in future episodes is bring people on this podcast to share their story and also to inspire those of you who don't know your neighbors to go know your neighbors. Again, it's a start. But the idea is to just maintain your community, maintain that face-to-face where you can discuss with people your likes, your dislikes, and your problems. And I think that's all we have for the show, so I appreciate it. Unfortunately, time has cut short, and thank you for calling. Until next time.